0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech, and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Okay, so... um today uh, we have somebody who occasionally writes for us, does a lot of interesting things, has done a lot of varied and uh, very different things and uh, I first met in a Mayo at congregation a long time ago. I think would be the first place we met. So uh, who are we talking to today?
1: Hi Simon, I'm Mary Carty and it's really lovely to be with you today and yes we did, we met in congregation, that is very true.
0: and, And that would be about five or six years ago I'd say now.
1: Easy, yeah, gosh, amazing.
0: <laughs> okay, so Mary, uh, it would be great maybe if you could give us like a, a thumbnail sketch of of your background and what you do and what's led you to what you do now.
1: Okay, um, I've heard what I do or what I've done as career jumpers and I think that's a really interesting idea and it kind of sums up what I've done. So I started in the arts, um, arts and culture, And then I moved into technology, I was really interested in social media and tech and building audiences that way. Um, And after that, I worked an awful lot with startups and emerging companies um, and built programs like um, Launchpad in NEYG and Outbox Incubator. Um, So I have a really huge commitment around supporting um, founders and particularly women. And now I'm working with a bunch of people um, on a project called Awaken Hub. So what I do now is very much consulting and working with technology companies and bringing mad ideas to the table and
0: making them happen. Cool. So, So we're going to explore that. But there's one project that you did that I thought was cool, interesting, different, which was the one where you took a load of girls and had them in a house in London and did coding, yeah? Yeah if that's a, if that's a fair summary maybe just mm-hmm. explain what the idea behind that was how it went and maybe like like what what were the outcomes out of that because it sounded like a, a great interesting challenging thing to do
1: Yeah it was one of more crazy ideas <laughs> so basically outbox incubator um took 116 girls from nine countries um to London over a summer And over six weeks, they met the most powerful, incredible, inspiring um, women in technology and business in every vertical. Um, These girls, a lot of them had their own businesses and their own business ideas. Now, you have to remember, they were aged 11 up to 22. um, And then they pitched and got money. And some of these businesses are still running. And we now have graduates from um, just about every type of technology, science, engineering background you could imagine. Um, Some have moved on to Cambridge, others have won all sorts of awards. Um, They're in every university across Europe right now and building businesses. So this Mm -hmm. summer we had 366 um, women um, and non-binary people on the programme. And sixty of those um got certification in Python, so what we tried to do with that program was make it as um inclusive um stem across all stem fields uh marketing content all of that, so it basically gave these young people eleven to twenty two a whole host of skills and experts in the fields that they were interested in um And these young people are incredibly clever, ambitious and really, um, really inspiring. So I firmly believe that if you put great people with young young people, um, the acceleration of what can happen and being taken seriously as a young person who can build something um, and the skills and the friendships and the network that they'll bring with them into the rest of their lives is is so
0: incredibly powerful. Yeah, look I mean it sounds uh, great really positive and and it sounds like it wasn't just a one off and it's continuing so yes. you know that can only be more influential as a result. Um so you you touched on on the other project that you're working on now. I mean so maybe maybe like elaborate on that because that also sounds positive and interesting and I guess within the context of how are you delivering it?
1: Yeah, so this is a uh, a lockdown project, so myself and some really incredible women in my network have been talking for a long time about putting systems together to help very ambitious female founders, Irish female founders, North and South, so Mary McKenna that you might know, Claire McGee, oh, yes. <laughs> and Sinead Crowley, and the four of us got together over lockdown and said, right, we can't get out of the country, we can't travel, we're not doing anything, it's time. <laughs> So we began in July and we run events every month with just the most incredible speakers. And a lot of these women weren't known to me. um, Some were, some weren't. Um, The idea is to build a profile for these women and also to introduce them to each other and to help them gain pathways for funding, which is incredibly important. And as we know now, we're back to 2017 levels, which is not a good look. So we've had people like Gillian Doyle from Cerebron um, just a huge amount of, of women from different industries come together, sharing practice. And then the network that we've built around that, um, we are actually just amazed by how fast that whole community has grown in a really short space of time. So basically the mantra is you belong here and uh, of course you can succeed. Why not?
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, you'll love this. uh, But we were interviewing uh, Rudy Enout yesterday, a Belgian professor who mentors female startups. And he was saying, if nothing else, uh, if you invest in female founders, often the return is two and a half times better. So, you know, you know, take out the ideology and, you know, look at the financial benefits as well. So it's a literal no brainer.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing that it's it's still a very bitter pill to swallow that we have to talk about this. So you just get on and do the work, and um, that's the only way change is going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Which and I guess the great then this is why we're talking to you because you're you're an you're an agent and an element of that. So yeah, look, I mean, things aren't as they could be, but at least you know you, you you've got a roadmap and you're you're flagging how things can be better. So I guess you have to dig where you stand. Um, You've touched on this a bit. Um, Here we we are in Ireland looking at probably another six weeks of uh, lockdown-esque conditions. So uh, in this year, how how, how has that evolved how you work and what you do?
1: Um, If anything, this last six or seven months, um, I have really walked what I talk because sometimes we can be really really good at telling other people what to do and not very good at taking our own medicine um i have very much worked even more collaboratively if that's possible than i have done before and um and i work collaboratively anyway and a lot of things that i talked about doing or i said i would do or i was curious about um okay. i've sat down and done them um, And reached out to people to say look I have this idea or I see there's a gap here is there anything we can do about this particular problem um so it's been a really productive um time um so I'm I'm very grateful for that and I think if anything over the last six months it's redoubled my commitment to change and to be a positive person in the in this and to um, support and enable people to do what they can do. And and I suppose opening access for funding and opportunity is is so, so important because this is where we're we're at right now. The gaps are so, so clear. We can't ignore them anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's a good point. And, and equally, like you say, uh, we've been presented with an unusual reset button or a time to, you know, uh, look at everything and, and, and break it down and say, well, why, do, why don't we do it like this and we don't have to do it in that way. So in some ways it has been uh, a, a really good opportunity to, to break, break the ties of just because things were done one way, we don't have to do them anymore. So I, I think it makes sense what you're saying. Um, okay. uh, are there... Are there other specific tips you give to female founders? I mean, I guess the context is it's it's a harder scenario to date to get the funding. Uh, in what ways do you mentor them to help to launch and grow their businesses? Like now, I guess, and going forwards.
1: I think a lot of it is to do with helping people connect the dots, um, find the network and talk to people who have already done this thing before mm-hmm. because if you could think about the amount of women who have been invested in this country um not that many um but it's really great to see that there are more and more women taking that approach and understanding their value um and to help people understand and communicate their value is incredibly important so To actually to say to somebody, look, I see you and I see your business and I understand what you're doing and I understand your ambition. And by the way, ambition is a great word and go for it. And here's how I can help you. And let me have a look at your your financials or whatever it happens to be. And yes, it's possible. Um, And here are the people you should talk to. It it is actually that practical, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because so many women do not have those networks available to them for one reason or another. Um, And now what you're finding is you can get connected and speak to somebody um, now on Zoom. It's like the great, um, I don't know, it's the great facilitator. um, (laughs) uh, And why not? So I've had conversations with people over the last seven months that, Maybe I could never have hoped to have had a conversation with before this because maybe they were busy traveling or with all the other commitments that they have. And now it's it's reach out and have a conversation. And it's been incredibly enriching. So it, a lot of the time it's about permission. You know, you give yourself permission to make the leap and to do the thing or make the ask. Um, And I think that's the biggest thing. If you can help people to do that, you're on to the winner.
0: I- I think so. And, and like you say, uh, a bit like Twitter and now with, you know, the, the you know, the, we're all remote. So therefore, you know, there's a higher chance of getting someone because they're not on a plane. Um, we've definitely found that. I mean, and, you know, you're actually the first person based in Ireland that that we've done in that we've had Vanuatu, Corsica, New York. Uh, so it's actually kind of interesting. To, obviously I'm, I mean we're fans of you and it's you're, you're Irish but 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 our, but our catalogue of people that we're talking to uh is often not Irish um and so so equally we found our traffic is maybe three quarters not Irish and we found mm-hmm. that a lot of the people who've been really helpful uh some are based in Ireland and many aren't and sometimes it's easier to knock on the doors of people who who are not in Ireland you know because uh mm-hmm. like it feels, you know, that within Ireland, sometimes, you know, if, if your face doesn't fit and you're not of the traditional, you know, the bro club or something, then it's a harder door mm-hmm. to knock on. So I, yeah. I guess uh, and a lot of the interesting and fascinating women, again, you know, they're, they're all over the place and not necessarily here. So similarly, is is that the experience with the people you're mentoring, that, that some of the people that are giving them the nudge and the help are, are probably not geographically based within the same city or, or country as them?
1: Absolutely. And I think part of this whole learning for all of us is to be more ambitious in terms of building our network and reaching out beyond who we already know Mm -hmm. and finding those connections that can connect you on or open a door somewhere else um so yes, of course that that's a big part of 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 our mission is to actually open those doors and connect people on and around and further out you know there's there's always more room in a circle you know it, it it doesn't stop, and the beautiful thing about that, as you well know is that energy goes around and back it it doesn't just stop because it's like every good deed you know returns to you somehow, so you know no wonder like, by when your traffic is huge from all over the world now why wouldn't it and you know make it even more so
0: there is just yeah, that, no, no I, I think you're right and and it's a bit like you know Theodora who writes for us but's based in DC and then I think you bump into her in Berlin or somewhere didn't you?
1: Yeah I did um that connection was made through you and um reading articles and listening to podcasts and everything else and then you know one day seeing a tweet where her daughter asked why aren't there more women in space and i sent her daughter um a book um just because oh. I, I know what that feels like you know um and that led to being in berlin at the same time and i know for a fact she would do exactly the same thing for me if i put a tweet up saying hey my kiddo said x and you know it's just that there's a community of spirit and like-minded people who really want to challenge the status quo and make what we do in technology better and when you find that type of tribe and those type of people who are interested and exciting and challenge and write and present so well like quite like an incredible thing the, the world gets smaller but then your opportunities get bigger and wider so that's a pretty fantastic thing to tap into
0: yep i think it's yeah definitely and also uh as as the world has to keep revising uh w- what what will normal be like will will normality return or, or what will the new normal be like um mm-hmm. I, I think Actually, you know, we're going to be having some of the ways we have to live now continue for, you know, at least six to nine months, if not more. So it it only makes sense to do this. Um, I I was going to get your opinion on virtual events because I feel that it's still a very embryonic space. And obviously, like we've just discussed the value of meeting people physically and and that's much less on the table for us. Um, And so I feel that the virtual event space is still only emerging. And I guess... I'm not 100% convinced of the value. How do you see virtual events and in what ways are they good and maybe how could they become better in the future?
1: Well, I actually think there is a huge, huge space for virtual events. I actually think that in terms of access uh, to audience and people who maybe did not have the opportunities to travel or um, be involved in different events or whatever else before now you've got the opportunity to bring those voices in that you mightn't have had before and I've certainly seen across the arts and tech both um, people attending and being at these things that really not a chance before that so that is one absolute positive for me Um, okay there are challenges to virtual events but nothing beats prep You know, you need to prep for that virtual event just as much as you would prep for um, an in-person event. Make sure you've got good moderators. Make sure that you've done your homework on the speakers. If you have networking things, make sure that people understand what to do and how to do it and give clear um, directions as to what's expected. So you can't just jump online and expect the thing to go really well because you're dealing with people. So the same rules apply. Um, I'm quite excited about virtual events and I actually think as the technology improves and we have more chance to um, connect in different types of ways, uh, I think this is only opening up for us. And I actually think in terms of hybrid events too, you know i would like to see some of this access to more voices coming into that um more in person events when it's safe for all of us to do so so i would i'm i'm really excited about this space and i'm i'm excited to see um where we will be in another six months but nothing beats prep
0: yeah i i think i think it's good and and like you say it's an evolving space and i think the value that we get out of events and communication and exchange of ideas is, is definitely worth it. So therefore, it's just about how we do it as well as possible. So, yeah, I, I, I think, think it's a what. Go on here. Yeah.
1: yeah, sorry. I just think the other thing as well, if you're at a virtual event, you know, give it the same attention as you would if if you were sitting in the audience, I suppose. Take your notes, follow up with people afterwards, find that person on Twitter, or LinkedIn send people a note now. If if you really liked what they had to say, find them on, on online, send them a note. God knows what we all could do with a, a note these days saying, hey, I really liked your presentation or whatever it might be. Plus the other thing, you can always try and help out that event when you find out it's going to go virtually. Bang the organisers over an email and see, can you help out in some way? Um, and that way you get to meet more people too. So it's a matter, I think all of these things, it's like mindset over matter, isn't it? It's It's like how can you use what's happening now to help you do what you need to do like that's that opportunity is there for you
0: yeah and i think it goes back to what you said earlier about you know give yourself permission to 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 dream bigger and reach out to these people because the worst they'll say is no Uh, and if you don't Mm -hmm. try then you don't even know so yeah, And also not.
1: get connected. Get connected with somebody else. You know, those cold emails are, are are difficult. So try and find a warm way in, or engage with that person over a period of time. Um, so it's not so uh um cold, I guess. You know, so yeah, absolutely. Why not go in and attend a virtual conference, the thing you've always wanted to attend, but you couldn't for one reason or another? Do it now's the time
0: yeah i think so um uh, yesterday in the when we interviewed simon zadek uh, his accent sounded interesting so it turned out that we were born in the same hospital so <laughs> you know <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> I, th- I think that helped to, to to warm the fire of the conversation in a way that he wasn't expecting because, you know, obviously people are a bit nervous and um, potentially defensive before you have a call. So like you say, if you can find somewhere that builds common ground, uh, it, you know, it, it reassures everybody. So, yeah, I think you're you're right there. Um, who, who and where do you get inspiration and information from? Uh, how, how does Mary Carty uh, keep her finger on the pulse?
1: Mm, lots of different ways. Um, I absolutely love the arts, of course, and part of uh, where I get my energy from is anything to do with, you know, the arts, reading, writing, making all that stuff. That's 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 a given. Music, mm-hmm. um, podcasts. Um, I just listened to one today on on baseball. I I'm just curious, and I love to learn about different things that I I I know like background or access to. I just find it fascinating. Um I follow a lot of really really lovely people on Twitter and I suppose my the things I'm interested in is really varied. Um so it's a really wide section of, of people and, and the community and that gives me real energy and interest and obviously Irish tech news of course and blogs everything no anything that that can give me an insight um or spark my curiosity on there so and you will see me sharing stuff with people as well because i believe that is really helpful if you find something and you know somebody else is interested in that it's lovely to be able to share that with somebody else to say hey i know you're doing a bit of work on this or a piece of research on that and here's this link and it's it's just a lovely way of, of um helping people and just forming that kind of community.
0: Yeah I think so and and, and it it sounds like you're the kind of broad cross-fertilization, I mean I, I hear with the baseball that I do find it occasionally interesting to, 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 to take a dive into something that you know nothing about and you know they say that you know the, the first thing you read you know nothing, the second you're cross-referencing between what you learned in the first and the second and by the third You know, the thing that you've dived into on the same topic, you're starting to form your own opinions as you, you know, correlate and compare between what you've said. So what you've read. So, uh, yeah, I I think people underestimate how quickly you can at least get, uh, you know, I think it's with Elon Musk, the idea of trying to go back to first principles so that you're not Mm -hmm. just building rockets to follow on from how other people built rockets, you know, question everything at the beginning. Mm.
1: Well, I think, too, I mean, this is the artistic background. this is how this is how I'm wired I suppose so anything at all I'm like oh I'm curious I want to know well, how does that work and where did that come from and how did that happen Um, and that kind of informs everything and I think it, it it's just lovely too because when you have conversations with people who come from all sorts of different backgrounds you usually find something that you read or came across or you're curious about so it's a fantastic way of building rapport as well. Um, and keeping those um, brain cells happy because you know we we're all kind of sitting here now for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: and and like you say, it it it, it does offer the potential that, that we actually get smarter. You know, <laughs> like because you know maybe you take out some of the commute, you take out some of the things that you used to do that that were you know almost noise rather than actually you know progressing. Your own thoughts, um, mm-hmm. in terms of your mentoring and, and, and the way you when you help people, um, what, what do you suggest to them in terms of the best ways for them to to put themselves out there and communicate what they're trying to do?
1: Right. I think the first thing that you need to do is first of all, understand who you are, you know like who are you, what are you doing, why, and get clear on that. And if you don't know or you're not fully sure, that's okay, because this is a process. So part of it is about not being afraid to um, get it wrong. And that's a real barrier for people. So the other day, actually, I was looking at bios. I was writing a piece of work for a client, and I was looking at bios that I'd written about myself, you know, back when I started in the industry. And, you know, part of the human condition is to kind of go, oh, my God, cringe. But actually, no, because this is part of your story. So to reach out to, I suppose, speak clearly, as clearly as you can, and to make that ask as clear as you can, whatever it might be. That's really important. But also to let yourself off the hook if you get it wrong. Because, again, that's a massive barrier. So, you know, best of intentions, write the email well, get the introduction, do your homework be as clear as you can be, and then, you know, whatever happens then, you've done the very best you can to get the best outcome. But this is a learning process, and you're going to fail, and you might look back in a couple of years and go cringe at that bio, but hey, that got you to the next step. That's fine.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, and and, and it's an an iterative process, you know, that uh, Mm -hmm. like you say, you work with the the best information you have at that time. And, you know, um, like I have a I have a Google Doc with with my go to bio, but I do check it every every now and then to see is it still relevant? Is it still Mm -hmm. communicating what I want it to say? So. Like you say, I think it's important to to not beat yourself up about what you did, you know. And also, like you know, you're you're pitching ideas to people, and and maybe they they're not in the place to receive it. So it might not be the way you communicated it. It just might not be, you know. They might have already decided what you know what they want to do and who they want to fund already. So it it might not be about you.
1: Yes, and that is a really important point because you've done your homework, you've, you've sent out the pitch or you're, you're, you know, communicating with a particular person. It might not be the right time for a whole host of reasons, but that doesn't mean you close the door on that conversation and walk away. Keep that conversation open because in six months' time or a year or two years' time, that person might be ready to invest. So if you don't yeah, look- keep the door open, that can, the possibility will not happen.
0: I th- yeah, I think you're right, and and I find Twitter threads, uh, Twitter threads, and LinkedIn messaging threads are super useful because if someone messages me, I immediately look up to see have we spoken before, what did we talk about before, how did the previous conversation end? You know, did, did they never come back to me, or did we do something productive before? And and so it gives me a context, and and I guess like I imagine what you're also saying there is, is uh, that you remain polite and business-like with everybody mm-hmm. maybe something doesn't work but you know you you, you don't throw the rattle out of the cart, you know
1: never that is so important i mean myself and kelly hoey um i don't know if you know kelly kelly writes a lot on, on networking we have this conversation all the time about okay manners good manners you know it's such a simple thing um just to remain polite and i know sometimes it's hard to but that will pay you back in spades. End the conversation well. Wish the other person luck genuinely um, and move on. Stay in touch. Because the worst thing that can happen is four or five years later, you somebody reaches out to you and they want something um, and they haven't spoken to you in five years. And that's just not very, that's not very nice. Um, and nobody is inclined to move on that ask if you haven't kept that conversation in train somehow even a little bit over that period of time
0: yeah i think so and and i guess definitely the space that we're in like you say um uh ireland's a small place but even in some degrees the the circles that we move in within the world are the you will you know you're like a, you know uh, planets going around the, the sun you will con- you will probably pass back by these people again so you know it makes sense to be strategic and diplomatic and polite uh, they may be people to work with now they may not but there's no need to burn your bridges so uh, I, I think i think you're right there um so look if if, if people uh, want to learn follow see more about your work what are what are good places for people to to do that
1: Twitter, I would say, is about the best spot. Um, I'm usually poking around there. Um, at Mary Party is, <laughs> you'll find me there, um, having all kinds of conversations. LinkedIn as well. You can message me on LinkedIn. I, I like receiving messages on LinkedIn. It's it's really good. And the other thing you can check out is Awaken Hub. If you are a female founder in particular, and um, I suppose business wise, give me a shout on Wilson and Keys. Um, And I'm happy to have conversations and, you know, keep it going,
0: right? (laughs) Uh, Awesome. So, uh, look, thanks very much. It's good to have you on. And I think it would be interesting maybe to catch up with you again in early 21 to see how things are playing out.
1: I'd love that. That would be absolutely lovely. Thank you.